Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. It's the podcast where I speak to bands and artists about how they've got through the years playing music 
a lot of people have been working side hustles some others have been doing it full time and i think if you're in either parties there's always going to be a challenge of keeping the next thing going what's next on the plate so that's what i'm trying to do get those kinds of stories cheers for listening and on today's episode we've got oscar brown a founding member of folk collective broadside hacks and he's got a new ep coming out this friday it's called if only it's coming out on so young records so young is a brilliant magazine and also record label we'll have an episode with them coming tomorrow Oscar's also got some headline shows in November. On the 15th, it's at Folklore. Haven't been there yet, but I heard it's nice. On the 29th in Bristol at Crofters Rights 2. And on the 30th in Manchester at the Castle Hotel. So if you're around those places, you've been liking these songs, then you know what to do. Try and head to one of those shows. Thanks for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. I appreciate all of you. I'm really thankful to hear these stories and to share them. So I'm grateful to be here and do it. If you're able to subscribe or leave a rating or a review, if you've got 10 seconds, that would be massively appreciated. It means I can keep on getting more excellent guests from across the world, really. I've got episodes coming up with Buck Meek from Big Thief. That was supposed to be today, but we've delayed it. I need to get the audio from his side. I realized I didn't have it. Uh, Pit Blom, Fiddler, Snail Mail, Baby Queen, Jelani Blackman are all names kind of coming up in the next couple of weeks. So if you want to find out in the minute those episodes come out, then click that bell button and get notified when they do. Before we get into this chat, I'm here with Rebecca from Eka, multi-instrumentalist, plays piano, plays saxophone, also a brand ambassador for Ampolo, which is a great brand new free app for musicians. All right, Rebecca, could you tell us a little bit about Ampolo? Yeah, I've been using um, Ampolo, which is an app that came out earlier this year, actually. Smart with its AI demixing tools. So in under a minute, we'll completely demix a track, which means I can take out the drums, the bass, vocals, whatever it is I want to be trying my own part over. Whereas before, I would be Googling chords and then on YouTube, Googling the song and kind of flicking between the tabs while setting up my instrument and trying to practice along. It all happens in the app. Then yeah, and then I'm posting it to a feed if I want that social aspect of it, but I don't have to. I've been spending many hours just practicing parts and thinking, wow, this is so easy, you know, play again and again to make sure I nail that bit. So it's a practice tool. You can film yourself. It's free. It's out there. Ampolo. You can download it today. All right. This is 101 Part-Time Jobs. And here's Oscar Brown, who's about to release his new EP, If Only, this Friday. Catch him on tour in November. which is like I mean I I guess I became aware of you at the start of the year from your singles and then I didn't know you were part of Broadside Hacks tell me a bit about that because I mean you you were you were in like a heavier band Dead Pretties before you did some you, you, you played some great festivals released some really good tunes and it kind of finished it kind of like i'm not sure if i read this or it kind of like in the way that bands do especially when you're young they kind of implode in their own particular kind of way um so i mean I, i we can start there or we can start with broadside hacks but i guess 
listening to Broadside Hacks and understanding the story there and that real desire, that kind of thirst to like for knowledge really of like folk and the traditional lines of it and the storytelling that that I mean, for me, that goes much deeper than you know, fucking jamming out territorial pissings style rock and roll. Was so were there a kind of like was there a period of a few years after Dead Pretties that you 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 found different things and you felt inspired by by new things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know quite where to begin with that, but I mean, <laughs> I guess like a bit of a bit of background is like I've always written my own music, whether that's just like to myself. Like I've always. I've always written my own songs, even from when I was like 15. Um, I think I just... What did you play in Dead Pretties? Sorry. So I was just playing bass. And I think I did some singing. Yeah, I was just like rocking out hard, getting all that like teenage frustration out. Yeah. And it was kind of, Yeah, that band was just kind of like a bit of a phase, really. It was fun to do. And I like... We did lots of tours, met loads of people. But it was kind of like a teenage angsty band, which like... Yeah suddenly we weren't teenagers anymore and we were just all like we don't we don't want to make music <laughs> like this yeah yeah and you can never regret that because you can only be who you are at the time i think that was something that i felt very much growing up in bands i was like oh i felt slightly embarrassed about it talking to people at school for example or or at work you know or even family like cousins and stuff because it's a very specific time and place you are with your mates it's very inwards looking right yeah it's funny and also like even even now, we weren't particularly, like, big or anything. We kind of quit before we could get big. But, like, someone messaged me the other day saying they're, they're like, they're around 18 years old or something and they covered one of our songs at their school performance, which is crazy. Like, I'm glad that <laughs> they like it. I'm not the biggest fan. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, Broadside Hacks um, is a bit of a jump. Uh, <laughs> from that so when that ended i mean let's let's go from there i mean when when that cut when that when dead pretties when that band the teenage band fell apart like where did that leave you did you have like a like a fallow period were you kind of because i mean look it goes almost without saying but let's let's say it they're like even when you're playing on the weekends even when you're doing bits and bobs as a band that's so much of your energy so much of your mental capacity so much of your social life it's not you can't just stop being a band and then everything's fine one day to the next there is going to be this like traumatic fucking grieving period right whether you whether you want it or not yeah i think as well because we were young in that band we got signed to warner and suddenly there was like loads of money or like a fair amount of money being thrown at us and we were kind of like oh well we don't need to work now we'll just like play all these festivals and then suddenly that was taken away and like reality hit and i was like fuck like what am i gonna do now um and you're young a young a young man's brain very naive and just like um i feel like i learned i spent a couple of years just like working things out after that um yeah because we basically finished school and then just like suddenly uh, well not suddenly signed we like played loads of gigs and like worked towards it but it was um Hmm. yeah um confusing times um yeah definitely confusing and i think maybe i was i've been a we weren't signed to any label that gave us money but i had that you know after working really hard and although I wouldn't say that at the time, you know, I wouldn't say working hard towards being a band. It was just kind of like the one thing I wanted to do. Those, those years were really confusing because you're kind of, you're fucked with your identity and like, there's no real immediate answer to that solution. 
Yeah, um, I guess I was, yeah, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted. All I knew is that, like, I'd always written my own songs. And, like, I think after Dead Pretties, I, I still played in um, what is now called Wonder Horse and stuff like that. Yeah. Played for other people. But, um, yeah, just over those years, just, like, realised um, I wanted to just focus on my own thing. And then mm. during kind of covid you kind of had to focus on your own thing. I was kind of forced, mm. and that was, um, obviously it was a weird time for everyone, but it was kind of great for me musically. Um, I just wrote loads. And then kind of at the same time out of lockdown, the Broadside Hacks thing popped out, um, which was like a massive inspiration for me, just finding people my own age who love folk music and yeah. just like having a good time with it. Yeah, it's just great with broadside hacks it's a collective it's a folk collective that's really keen on learning from the past and seeing how far back these songs go and the most beautiful part about it for me is that it's not linear there's no set shape of it it's fluid it kind of looks like whatever you want it to be at the time ostensibly and there's just so much freedom in that especially in a world where like and this does go into like the kind of reality of playing music and whether you can or can't and the logistical side of it. But the idea of having the same four band members forever, it's becoming like an old thing. You know, it kind of makes sense. Why wouldn't you have a, a, the ability to shapeshift? Yeah. I mean, that was another inspiration for me, just like meeting all these musicians who are, you know, they play violin, they play cello. They'd be like, I feel like for years I wasn't really hanging out with those kinds of people. It was just the same kind of, guitar guitar bass drums just like that kind of thing yeah. and like i've always loved folk music and um yeah i don't really know what i'm saying other than like it was a that was a massive inspiration for me meeting all those musicians and um no totally i know i think yeah you say you don't know what you're saying but like that totally makes sense hanging out with people who play different instruments I mean, I, like, it makes me think, you know, when you were talking about having those years of confusion and kind of figuring out what you want for yourself, did you have people around you that you could kind of speak openly and freely with? Like, did you have, like, pals that you could, you know, be vulnerable around, vulnerable around or even, like, family? And I, I know saying this out loud is a weird thing, but it, but it's true. Like, we really need, like, we really need communication like that to, like, hear ourselves say what we think sometimes. Yeah, I think, well, all my friends who are musicians who write songs and, like, have their own projects, I feel like they all have a little circle of friends who they kind of rely on, especially at the start of a project. It's like sending out songs and getting the feeling for, like, is it good, is it bad, like, what do mm. people like? Um, mm. And there's, like, the f friends of mine, like, um, I don't know if you know Asher and Louis from the band Sorry, um, yeah, I went. Ashley would just came on for an episode. Oh, amazing! So I went to school with with them. They're kind of a couple of people who are in that little circle of, yeah, just people you'd send songs to and like just get before like uploading it onto whatever you're going to put it onto. It's always nice to have friends say it's good or say it's bad. Just to get some kind of reaction is so important. Definitely, and contextualize it. I often think when you're in a room writing music, like you're trying to like drill into yourself the most you can be like trying to like get to like the purest thing of what you find 
interesting or important, right? Or funny or serious or whatever it is, whatever makes you feel good. And that's so far removed from any kind of context most of the time. I feel like you need someone to be like, oh, that reminds me of this or that, or I can imagine playing that festival or supporting this band or like even like the artwork, what the artwork might look like. Yeah. That's... um, Yeah, I find it really important to kind of just not keep things in because I feel like that's something I do quite naturally, just in general. So it's important to kind of just let go a bit and like not be too precious about things Mm because in the long run you can just improve so much more. Um, It's not easy though, is it? It's not easy at all. And yeah, um, but it helps a lot. Yeah. Did you go into school with Asher and Louis? Was that in North London? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like growing up? Did you grow in an area that uh, like people were, were like going off, people were traveling, people were working, saving money. What did your kind of like, what did your options look like when you finished school? So I, um, and Louis did the same, we, so I didn't do A-levels. I was like, so like certain that I was going to do music in some form. And I don't know what I was, it's a really weird time, that kind of age. Um, and I struggled quite Mm. a lot. And I think music was kind of my, um, I was just so focused on that and kind of had a bit of tunnel vision that I, I didn't do A-levels or go to uni or anything. I was just like, that's all I wanted to do. Um, so I, I did like a B-tech um, in music and stuff and kind of, I don't know, just like messed around for a bit. I'm really lucky to have parents who, they don't live in London anymore, but um, at the time, just like having parents' place to crash in London was like unbelievably mm. um, lucky. Um which is a massive help to play gigs, obviously. Did it give you like joy or was it more of a, like um, a battle knowing that all you want to do is music? It was both. Um, I think I just like, I'm quite like, uh, like all or nothing, like very tunnel vision about things in general. And that age, I just hated school. Like I really, and hated all the exams. I really didn't, didn't do well with all that. The only thing that, I think the only A I ever got was like in music and that's kind of just says everything yeah. really I'd like I just didn't really give a shit about anything else um yeah which is not like the best way of looking at it um but yeah well I feel like if you just give yourself one option you know it's kind of like you have to yeah <laughs> and I and, and like given that and you know this is part of the whole 101 part-time jobs conversation and that element of like there's always going to be like a psychodrama of being in a band or and like trying to work it out and I, like, I do wonder if and similar thing like what I'm trying to do with the podcast and trying to like interview bands for a living I suppose is that if you're doing it kind of longer than anyone else maybe maybe you give yourself the best chance yeah. to keep on doing it you know I think it was a mixture of wanting to like do something in music and to play gigs and I think I cared a lot more about like making it as a band then. Um, like I don't really, obviously making money for music is like very important to, to keep going. You got to pay the rent and stuff. But I feel like then I was like, as a 16 year old was more, for some reason was thinking about like successful musician kind of stuff more than I do now. Maybe I just know how it works now. 
What were your early 20s like? Because that's always like a, a funny one. I mean, I feel like the kind of... The, 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 between your early 20s where everything's fine and you can work and work part-time or work at the pub and, you know, get smashed all the time, at some point that's like, it stops working. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, sometimes you're like, this isn't what it was. And that's like, that's a real hard, hard mirror to kind of face up to. Yeah, I think early 20s, well, early 20s, I was, my first band had just split up and I was kind of in a weird transitional phase of like what is life like what am i what i've always feel like i need a project to like keep me going otherwise i'm kind of lost in no man's land so yeah as soon as i like started working towards my solo project um um i kind of got my head in gear a bit and like in in lockdown when all that broadside hack stuff started happening like one of the reasons why we started playing folk music together um, was because I just set up a studio in Peckham, uh, which lockdown enabled me to have the time to do. Um, Amazing. That was that was pretty insane, and like that that's still going now. Um, and what's the studio called? Uh, it's called Yellow Room because it's all yellow. Yeah. Ace and you and you tell us the story of it was it how built out was it when you discovered it so my so my friend Liam who his project is called Mella I don't know if you know yeah um I played a lot of music with him and he's like really close to me and one of my favorite artists really um anyway he is a carpenter and has like builds these it's an industrial estate and he just builds these rooms for people not for like any profit or money he's just really like a really nice guy and just like basically um built these rooms and someone was moving out of it um so i just like leapt at the opportunity really yeah it's kind of like a rental thing yeah it's like kind of sub 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 lets it's all a bit confusing but um i basically yeah rent it off him and then like I share it with loads of other people. Um, uh, Jerk herbs in there at the moment. Folly Grouper in there. Yeah. Band called Tape. Yeah. Honey Glaze. Like yeah. amazing. Those are all great bands. Yeah, I mean, it's just like loads of loads of really nice people in there at the moment. It's like I feel really lucky to be able to have that because it means I don't have to pay for rehearsals, which is like yeah. insanely expensive at the moment. Yeah coming from playing in bands and like you all split the rehearsal stuff and then it's like starting a solo project suddenly you're paying for everything it's like yeah <laughs> a nightmare but somehow people work through it I don't know. having a place having an hq i can imagine not only is it you know a, a sort of a money saver but emotionally and kind of like th- in your mind you're like all of a sudden you have an actual space you know you have a place to go to i imagine that's a really powerful idea yeah, it kind of, it was a massive game changer. Like, I can't thank my friend Liam enough, really. I mean, um, just being, especially at the start, because it was just me there at the start and yeah. figuring out everything. And I did a lot of, so the songs that I've released recently, I ended up re-recording, um, but all the demos were were done in that, that kind of first phase of setting up the studio and, 
yeah i can't recommend like having your own space enough really even if it's a bit like daunting it's like it saves money as well in the long run so is it hard to record yourself you know in terms of like oh is that is that was that part good enough was that tracking good enough at what point to think yeah that's the take i'm not going to try anymore just because i'm here alone doesn't mean that i'm going to go on forever yeah i feel like i feel like i've got better at it but at the start i was pretty yeah pretty bad at knowing when to stop it'd just be like a hundred tracks going like (laughs) i just want to like add more and more and more um and that's probably why they're now demos and I've re-recorded everything to be honest, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> and you, you get the like gist of a, an idea down and being able to send it to people like we were talking about getting ideas back from people, feedback. Mm. Um, and you're learning like that's, that's as well as the actual retracting the songs, you can feel, you can take pleasure, take reward in like learning how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like meeting all the broadside acts, people like recording strings and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know how to do that. But uh, yeah. it was really fun and I learned a lot, yeah. I can imagine a lot of people in bands or artists, you know, they, they start off with like an idea, kind of a feeling they want to go towards. But it, that goalposts are always moving, right? You kind of, you discover something new and you're like, oh, I love the way that sounds, love the way that sounds. And you start bringing that into your own idea, your own ideas, your own kind of vision of where you want to go in. If it sounds like being friends with people who are playing music and having that kind of community aspect of like that encourages you to push yourself forward. Yeah, for sure. That's actually a massive part of why I love. Um, so where, where my studio is, is in a complex of like five or six other studios. Um, and everyone just like, there's like Caroline next door. Um, Brilliant band. A band called O, O dot their next oh yeah it's just like loads of people who you know um say if i was recording a song i could be like oh i'd love to get some sax on that or like it's just like a constant flow of musicians who are like helping each other out um yeah in a really kind of nice way um that takes away the kind of competition element of it (laughs) sometimes you can feel yeah yeah for sure yeah i remember when i was like 18 or something someone talking about like winning a gig i've always found that really funny it's like yeah, how was the gig it's like yeah i won that it's like fucking hell <laughs> jesus christ well you learn what not to be as well don't you? the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I also like I work at a music shop as well, so I do that a couple of days a week. Uh, nice. Which one? Uh, it's called Sound Heart in Forest Hill. Is that the one where you sell quite a lot of trumpets and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does like. Re- I like that one. Like, there's lessons and rehearsals there and stuff. There's kind of all ages of people there. 
school kid. There's like two year olds to like 92 year olds there. It's kind of mental. Um, and all my friends like teach there. Um, Jack, who plays bass in my band, that's kind of how I met him actually, was through working there. Um, you seem very unstressed about it and that's like a good way to live you feel you're quite you're, you're very relaxed i feel relaxed right now um no i mean it, it's um it it does stress me out a lot like doing loads of part-time jobs kind of here and there and like there is no routine do you know what i mean it's like mm. it's just whenever people give me a call to say that it's like you can't rely on it is what i'm trying to say um Nah, right. that that is relaxing. That's really stressful. Um, but um, yeah, I just do my best to like try and have three or four different things on the go. So I'm hopefully yeah. busy all the time. And something like driving, that's it's not like two hours down the road. That's like a full day block out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's kind of intense. I did one. Um, <laughs> I did one day driving recently, where I set my alarm for one forty-five in the morning. <laughs> Damn, I'd, I'd That's never done it. that before. But yeah, where were you going? Where were you so driving? I was driving to? Prima Queen to play uh, at the hundred. Uh, it was in Cardiff. They needed to load yeah. in to play this cricket match, which was yeah. being aired on BBC. Um, we need to load in at like seven thirty or something in the morning. So, wow, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. How was that? Did you get to watch the 100? So what happened is it started raining. So all the cricket was cancelled and Premier ended up playing like three sets. So they basically headlined this cricket stadium. It was interesting, yeah. I used to kind of mentally prepare for stuff and be like, oh, I'm going to this place and this place. Now I've started driving and like touring for my own gigs as well. It's like... My brain can't really keep up with that. So now I just kind of wake up and I'm like, fuck it. Am I going to Manchester today? Like, like, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's too much for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) What's the, what's the plan? So you put out a few singles, cut me off is really lovely. The video that's with that is, is gorgeous. Where did you film that? Yeah, that was, I was really happy with that video. It was in, um, Snowdonia. We drove down there. Uh, a guy called Luke Anger did the video, he directed it, um, and found this location. It was like an abandoned slate quarry. Yeah, we drove down there, which is like a six-hour drive, did the video at night, and then, like, I think we finished at, like, 12 or 1 in the morning, and uh, and he drove us straight back, which was kind of in, insane. So I ended up getting, like, half 7 in the morning. Um, and then... The- job done well yeah kind of and the 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 video was being released like the next day or like two days later so like that video didn't get a single edit it was just kind of like this is the video cool let's like put it on youtube um brilliant so he did an amazing job on that yeah well you saved the hassle of like the second third fourth fifth edit which can drive anyone around the bend yeah 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 that just wasn't even an option so <laughs> they didn't need to be yeah because he he smashed it yeah well, your songs are so lovely. You've got a really distinguishable voice, really lovely lyrics, really like, really poetic. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, what have you got coming up? Are, are you are you recording all the time? Is there an album on the on the horizon? Uh, I'd love to do an album. In November, I've got three headline dates. So there's nice. London on the 15th and then Bristol and Manchester 
um, I think it's 29th and 30th of November, which is exciting but terrifying because I've done yeah. headlines before. So it's like you haven't done headlines before. Well, not for my own, not for my own solo project. Yeah. Um, so hopefully people turn up. Please turn up. <laughs> They will. They will. I mean, that's that's part of having a few friends, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All the people I share the studio with, yeah. I'll just get them down. No, it's going to be amazing. Your, your songs are so lovely, Oscar. Thank you. Cheers. Look, thanks so much for being up for doing this. I like to finish asking people about kind of their fuck-ups at work or like the biggest kind of work gaffes. I mean, I've, I've been sort of caught eating stuff working at a supermarket and not being fired, but just felt the shame, you know? And I've, I felt shame quite a lot in my working life. So I think this is, maybe this is a little bit, a little feature for, to make me feel better. What's the, um, do anything's, anything come to mind? I've definitely fucked up lots of times. I'm trying to think of something. Um, I feel like all the jobs... From, from being like 17, 18 until pretty much the last couple of years, I've been like either fired from or just like they've just stopped offering me shifts. Um, <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know if this is a fuck up, but I, this is a fuck up I ended up getting away with. Um, I was working at Ali Pali serving, I was like working at the bar and I was like, it was this weird setup where there was people at the front serving drinks and I was at the back basically just pushing a button to like that the beer would pour down. And mm. I, every pint that I poured, I'd have like half a pint to myself. So I ended up just getting absolutely wasted. <laughs> and there was, uh, there was a gig on at Ali Pali and I just thought, Oh fuck this. I'm just going to go watch the gig. So I just ended up being at a gig at Ali Pali off my face and then walked back and like signed out of the work thing and like no one even noticed i was gone so like <laughs> i walked home very happy yeah that's a success yeah maybe yeah sorry that was a bad one but no that's a good one that's a perfect good one i think a work you know getting away maybe that's that well that's what these should be what have you gotten away yeah, with yeah, yeah. Um, love it <laughs> great stuff thank you so much oscar yeah thanks for having me on here it's been fun all right, there he was, Oscar Brown, here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thanks for listening. Catch Oscar's new EP tomorrow, or actually this Friday, really, if only, if only tomorrow, and catch him on tour in November. Three headline shows in London, Manchester, and Bristol. Go and follow him where you go. See people's photos and read people's words, all that stuff. Cheers again for being here. Click subscribe if you want to get some of the future episodes with Big Thief, Jelani Blackman, Pip Pit Blom, um, and lots more, probably. Uh, yeah, cheers for being here. Here's a jingle that I'm very proud of. Thanks to my friend Jay, who made it. Cheers! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.